Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris and I am your host and we are exploring, in this season, we are exploring the Sermon on the Mount. If Jesus is the one that we follow, then we want to say, well, let's make him the blueprint of our lives. Let's look at what he did and let's listen to what he said. Uh, so that's what we're doing. We're listening to what Jesus has to say. And the, the little bit of the Sermon on the Mount that we're going to look at today is probably one of those that for many of us feels on first reading that it really doesn't apply. Uh, in it, Jesus says, you shall not murder. And uh, it goes on to unpack that a little bit. And the danger is we can go, well, murder is such a heinous crime. That isn't something that I'm going to do. This does not apply to me. But the way that Jesus unpacks it and the way that he talks about it, it makes it apply to every single one of us. Uh, so we're going to um, just explore this together. And what I'm going to say is, do you know what? I don't know how long this, this episode is going to be. I'm going to get in. I'm going to say what I have to say. And then I'm going to get out could be short could be epically long i just don't know where this is where you know the length of how this is going to go i've got my notes here uh, and we'll see kind of how we get on but the idea is we're going to explore what does jesus mean when he's talking about murder how does it apply to you and i in our monday through saturday life so friends welcome if it's your first time on the pod podcast great to to meet you it's been amazing watching this podcast just keep growing and keep growing over the last couple of years and the last three months some how just i don't know if it's an algorithm we've hit or something but massive warm welcome to all the new listeners uh, that joining in so let's jump on board with the sermon on the mount and explore what is matthew chapter 5 21 to 26 uh, and see what it has to say and how it might apply to you and i's life so here we go friends do not murder So let me read this to us from Matthew 5, 21 to 26. Jesus says, you have heard it said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. Well, where have we heard that? Well, that's the Ten Commandments. You know, this is Moses's teaching. Um, so Jesus says, you have heard it said long ago that you should not murder. And anybody who murders will be subject to judgment. Now, Jesus doesn't come to change this. He doesn't come to say, I'm going to make this different. Or I'm going to overrule this. He says this but i tell you jesus kind of takes this teaching from moses about murder and he kind of moves it further forward he's almost applying it to our lives because for so many of us we would say well murder is just not a thing I'm, I'm not planning on murdering anybody i'm not doing that so jesus kind of takes it and makes it real life stuff but i tell you if anybody who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment Again, anybody who says to a brother or sister, Raka, is answerable to the court. And anybody who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and they remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift then he says kind of now moves to a court of law kind of scenario settling matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court do it while you are still together on the way on the road or your adversary may hand you over to the judge 
and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid your last penny. Jesus knows here that the law often screws you over. And if somebody's going to take you for a penny, they're going to take you for a pound. They're taking the whole lot. So deal with it before things snowball. So he's talking about things snowballing. So he talks about anger, talks about resentment, and talks about things snowballing. So let's talk for a minute about committing murder. Now, I would argue, because this is a great, exciting topic, isn't it? I think many of us would say, you know, th- th- this isn't a thing. You know, I'm not planning on committing murder to any, uh, you know, with anybody. But there are top reasons why people do commit murder. People do commit murder. Murder is something that happens all the time. Only this week, we heard that one of the roads, no more than about 90 seconds walk from my front door, two individuals shot each other with guns look i'm not in the bronx i'm not in la i'm in east london where the heck they've got guns from i have no idea but here are two individuals for whatever reason what what strange reason they're living their lives in such a way that they it's got to the point where they think it's acceptable to take somebody else's life this is not the middle east this isn't another country we're talking about east london here two individuals shot each other now luckily neither of them lost their lives but both are seriously injured and i'd love to say that's the only time there's been a shooting on my road but it isn't it really isn't about 10 years ago there was a drive-by shooting just outside of our church and i'd like to say that that's the only violent crime we've experienced but friends we've had a murder across the road from our house a number of christmases ago we woke up about four days before Christmas to find the entire street blocked off because somebody stabbed somebody at the bus stop. Like We live in East London. We're not in another country. We're in London. Anger and violence is right under the surface. So many of us would say that oh, this does not apply to me whilst at the same time it's right here. It's right here. Do you know there are ten reasons why people commit murder? Apparently I googled them. Uh, number one is just revenge to get revenge on somebody number two is jealousy often it's uh jealousy of somebody losing their partner to somebody else uh mental illness is a massive reason why people commit murder uh financial gain committing murder to to, to either gain an inheritance or to get some finances from the situation domestic violence uh there is a huge problem with domestic violence we do a lot of work where we are supporting particularly women but it's both ways particularly women though who are in domestic violent relationships where they're they are with an abusive partner and the abuse goes on over years and then something happens something goes wrong and they end up being killed um domestic violence has been on the rise we've been talking about it more but it has been on the rise uh, the sixth reason people commit murder is just gang violence, which I'm presuming this this bizarre incident with these two individuals and guns on Monday night was gang-related. I'm presuming that. Number seven is accidental, you know, a car accident, accidentally knocking somebody over. Um, you know, a non-planned, it just accidentally happened. 
And then you've got the crime of passion. Somebody who kills their partner because they're jealous for them or, or kills somebody that they can't have in their life. Um, now, they're what I would describe as all of the loud ways of committing murder. They're very obvious ways. They're noisy ways. Uh, you, you can't help but miss that this person is now missing. Or you can't help but notice that there is blood or help notice that there's a gunshot. You know, this is loud murder. Like, this is stuff that's unavoidable. It's really difficult to, um, to hide it. But I think there's also what I would call silent murder. Murder that happens so quietly and over a long, spacious period of time that you don't, people don't realise it is happening. It's murder that's lasting over a long period and therefore people don't notice that it's happening. See, murder, friends, goes beyond the knife. It goes beyond the gun. Uh, it goes beyond the kind of physical act because there are other ways of committing murder. And I think this is what Jesus is referencing when he says, uh, but I tell you, anybody who is angry with the brother or sister, well, you're, you're just as bad. Your anger is murder of the heart. So anger is murder of the heart, okay? And then he says that, again, if anybody uh, uses the word raka, is answerable to court. So raka is, I, I kind of researched this a number of times, you get slightly different answers depending on what you're reading. You know, some people would say that it's an Aramaic term of, of contempt. Others say, well, actually, no, it's it's the noise that you make when you spit on somebody, that kind of noise. Uh, so if um, if you go at somebody, if you're about to spit, then actually that's just as bad because you're, you're degrading um, somebody when you do that. So, you know, anger is murdering the heart, you know, making these noises about degrading somebody, dehumanizing somebody, or to simply say you're a fool. Jesus says, well, that's just as bad. When you call names, when you call names uh, with somebody, you are committing murder. So Jesus has these different ways of doing it. And I think one of the things he's tapping into here is what I would describe as character assassination. Character assassination, it's slander. Uh, it's, it's when you go about over a period of time slowly undermining somebody and killing them bit by bit, killing their character so people no longer like or respect the other individual. So it's like they've become dead because we don't care anymore because we've we've uh, we've heard the truth about them and the truth you, you wouldn't want anything to do with this. So character assassination, you know, they can't kill the truth. So people try to kill the character. People try to kill the character. So different ways that this happens. I just want to unpack this because I think many of us will have experienced this. But my challenge to us is where are we also doing this? So character assassination. We do it by discrediting or twisting of information, just slightly manipulating the truth to discredit a situation or discredit somebody's testimony or discrediting what they have discrediting what they have to say. We do it by damaging somebody else's reputation by talking about them in such a way that you slowly damage their reputation. They're no longer somebody to be trusted. They're no longer somebody to listen to and admire. They're now somebody who's, whose character 
has been so badly damaged that they have no reputation at all. We do this, friends, by the way that we demonise somebody or the way that we might suggest that somebody is difficult. Uh, I was in a, a workplace a, a number of years ago and uh, just experienced where an individual slowly demonised a member of the team, suggesting that they were somebody difficult and they couldn't be worked with, so that slowly everybody else on the team also believed that individual was difficult and they couldn't be worked with. And I could see that this was happening. They slowly demonised them. And this happened over a long period of time. This was a number of years. And it was done um, very subtly when somebody was late to work. Comments were made. When they left early, comments were made. And they just planted seeds uh, that then the, the individual themselves were able to water them by turning up late or leaving early. And, you know, once the seeds were planted, then people started to see those seeds and then they grew. So demonizing or suggesting somebody's difficult. Uh, and then dehumanizing. When we make somebody an object and we remove their dignity, they no longer exist. So you see this in the way that we have dehumanized people in places like sweatshops. We dehumanize them, we now just see them as human machines, they have no dignity, they're just people, they're blobs, they're workers, and therefore it doesn't matter what we pay them because they're, worth, they're worthless. They're not worth the correct pay because we've dehumanized them. We've committed murder of people that we've said they're not worth being paid a full wage. We also do this, friends, through uh, exaggerating somebody's problems, making their problems look bigger than what they are. We do it by diminishing their strengths. We uh, talk down the things that they're good at and we exaggerate the things that they're not good at. And then the other thing we do is we also just blatantly lie. We lie about their position or lie about what they're doing to just discredit them. So we can commit character assassination. My question is this. This, friends, is, is, is essentially it's silently murdering people over a long period of time. Have you experienced this? But are you also doing this and you don't even realise it? Are you doing this and don't even realise it? Are you silently murdering somebody to make yourself look better? Or are you doing it to make yourself gain something? It might simply be nothing more than respect. Are you doing this with your partner? Are you doing this with your ex-partner? Speaking ill of them so nobody trusts what they have to say. Are you doing this with a work colleague? Undermining them uh, behind their back? Are you doing this with a family member? Uh, often this happens between siblings. Or often this happens um, towards slightly estranged family members. I was talking to somebody recently who was telling me that over a 10-year period, a member of their family... It was their sibling, discredited their character slowly and surely over a 10 year period to the point where mum will no longer speak to that individual because the sister has slowly chipped away, assassinating their character to the point where they've essentially written that individual out of their entire family life. 
comes to Christmas, they're not at the dinner table. Comes to birthdays, they don't get a card because they've been written out of, they've been killed out of the family. They've been murdered out of the family. And it's been done by slowly speaking ill of somebody, assassinating their character, discrediting them, damaging their reputation, demonizing them, to the point now where mum won't even speak to this individual. Are you doing something like that with a family member? Are you doing that? We have to ask this question because this is what Jesus is talking about. When he when he's talking about uh, the way that we speak to other people and the words that we use to other people. So, uh, you know, having anger towards another person slowly assassinates love in our heart towards them. So when we're, we're hating somebody, we are murdering love that we're meant to have towards another human being. We are murdering that love in our heart. When we use bad language towards somebody, like the word raka, uh, the sound of contempt, we're slowly dehumanizing them to make them into somebody that is not worthwhile. And I've seen this. I know a gentleman on my estate who regularly uses foul language towards his partner and over the 10 to 13 years that I've seen this individual just slowly assassinating uh, their sense of self-pride. And I've watched this woman deteriorating in the way that she dresses, the way that she cares for herself, because her partner constantly is dehumanizing her, speaking to her in this way. Caught him doing it on one occasion, and I ended up calling him out on it because I was like, that's not acceptable. Uh, but you can see how he's been doing this over a long period of time, using foul language to totally demonize her and to leave her feeling powerless and leaving her feeling like she's lost her humanity. She's no longer no longer valued. So Jesus unpacks this, you know, murder is about anger. Murder is about degrading people and using the raka towards them, or, you know, choosing it's now okay to spit on somebody talking about somebody by using titles like you fool is slowly killing them then jesus says therefore there's two things he says to bring reconciliation or to change the situation here he says therefore and he offers two things number one uh, and he's making it about worship he says you know if you're coming to worship one day and you realize that there is an issue with a brother or sister you've got an issue with somebody else before you turn up to try and ask for god's forgiveness friends go and get forgiveness and make reconciliation uh with that individual instead of seeking revenge seek uh, seek reconciliation rather than seeking revenge seek reconciliation so Jesus says, before you move forwards, before you do anything else, before you start coming to God and asking for extra things, make sure you go and ask for forgiveness and reconciliation with your brother. Friends, do you need to be asking for forgiveness or do you need to be asking for reconciliation with somebody that you are committing character assassination to? The second thing he says is, look, sometimes situations spiral out of control and you may find yourself being taken to court by somebody and jesus knows well what's going to happen is you're going to get to court if they've got money to take you to court they're probably going to win because they're probably going to have the better lawyers but the thing is once you're in court it's now completely out of your hands you're now in the hands of the judge 
you're now in the hands of the officer and you're now in the hands of the prison system and once you're in their hands you've lost any chance of dealing with this in terms of forgiveness and reconciliation that's not going to happen in court that's not what court does and Jesus recognizes look if they're going to go for a penny they're going to go for a pound they're going to take everything from you therefore because this is the way the world works isn't it we see this all the time um i want justice that's what people say i want justice but actually what they mean by justice is i want to screw you over and take everything you've got you hear it when uh, husbands or wives say to the other partner in a divorce i'm gonna see you in court uh what they're saying is i'm gonna take everything from you i'm gonna leave you screwed over that's the way the world works and jesus is trying to hit pause on that big button hit pause hit pause hit pause guys forgiveness reconciliation don't let things spiral way out of control don't dehumanize people to the point where you can take whatever they seem to have so jesus says in legal matters come on deal with it fast and deal with it out of court because it's once it's in court it's going to be taken from your hands. You are not going to be able to reconcile this with somebody. And what is court? Well, court, if you take somebody to court for something, it's essentially murdering their physical life. You are going in to take everything they have. You're going to take their character. You're going to take their property. You're going to take their money, their value, their work. You're going to take everything from them. That's what you are doing. When you take somebody to court, you are trying to take their humanity it can go so far as wanting to take their freedom. You want to dehumanize them. You want to turn them into an animal and put them in a cage. So Jesus, before we get to that point, before we've dehumanized somebody to the point that they're no longer human, they're now animals to be locked up, deal with this stuff. So settle matters quickly with your adversary who's taking you to court. Do it while you're still on the road together. Because if not, truly I tell you, uh, they will take every last penny, Jesus says. It will snowball. Jesus knows that's what the world does. It snowballs. And when it snowballs, they're going to take everything from you. And it's like you're going to be murdered. So, Jesus says, you have heard it said, do not murder. But now I'm telling you, look, anger is just as bad degrading another human being is just as bad calling names is just as bad resentment is just as bad and taking somebody to court and screwing them over for absolutely everything is just as bad therefore he says forgiveness and reconciliation forgiveness and reconciliation don't seek revenge seek reconciliation and the thing is friends we sit and go, well, how the heck can we do that? Well, the only way to do that is to look to Jesus. To look to Jesus. Our sin murders us, but yet Jesus' uh, forgiveness and reconciliation on the cross is what brings us new life. Sacrificial love is what brings us new life. So, friends, as you journey into your day, your week, be careful with what you say. Be careful with assassinating somebody's character slandering them discrediting them damaging them demonizing them be careful of all of these these things 
the way that we exaggerate somebody's problems and we diminish their strengths and we lie about their position be careful of these things because you may be committing silent murder without even realizing it let me just pray for us because this is a difficult topic isn't it god i think we're probably more likely to be silently murdering people than we realize hold us to account teach us your ways reveal to us our sin and god would we be people of forgiveness and reconciliation is that who we might be and all the saints said amen friends until next time grace and peace have a great week and i'll catch up with you soon